Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a speaker, a coach, and a published author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will share tips, tools, and strategies used by our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in their lives. I am on a mission to educate, empower, and inspire you to see that when you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are chatting with Janine McJanet. Janine is an empowerment coach, inspirational speaker, and founder of the Soul Sister Lounge. Janine grew up thinking that she wasn't good enough, wasn't strong enough, wasn't smart enough, and she lost her identity as she started to mother her own mother. She lost her voice and became excruciatingly shy. Then then she discovered that she could have more fun, a whole lot more fun, if she just put those masks on to protect herself. She traveled the world at a young age and learned so many lessons. She decided that she could be the driver of her own bus until she found her father dead. Then came the blame, the shame, and the pain. Janine has endured the lows and the highs and has made her way from the corporate cage to the entrepreneurial empowerment coach whose passion is to empower other women who grew up in a dysfunctional family to break the cycle and create the person, the family, and the life that they truly want. We have an incredible conversation as Janine shares her story with us. And she just, she gets real and raw in there and explains what the roller coaster was like and how she had to break the cycle of dysfunction in order to step into her own power and her own gifts and let go of the fear of judgment of others and be able to really truly step into the impact that she was here to create. It was so powerful. I know you will love this episode. I cannot wait for you to tune in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are speaking with Janine McJanet. Janine and I, as we were talking before we started, we realized how much our circles were running in the same circles and the same people. So it's actually not ironic that we are together on this podcast today. So Janine is the founder of Health Sparks Coaching. She's an empowerment coach, inspirational speaker, and founder of the Soul Sister Lounge. Welcome to the call today, Janine. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Marsha. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> it's awesome. It's great to have you here. You have a lot to contribute as we started to talk before, and I'm glad that we actually hit record so that we could get started. So it's awesome. So I have a few <laughs> questions that I want to ask you so people can get to know who you are. Okay. Does that, does that sound good? Sounds great. Perfect. Where are you from? I am, I am living in Whitehorse in the Yukon Territory, Northern Canada right now and I've been here for 28 years so I, I live in the in the far north in a small town which has everything nature lovers love about nature and that's oh that's the the lakes and the mountains and the the birds and the swans so yeah and I have a little beautiful cabin on the lake so that's really oh. where I feel quite peaceful and at home nice I actually have never been it's on my like bucket list of places to go to tell me what is so you just told me all the beautiful things there what's your temperature like right now it was 11 degrees this morning, but as I was floating in my hot tub, it didn't really matter. So as long okay. as you have these things that can keep you warm inside, I find like an automatic car starter and a hot tub, you're good to go and layers of clothing. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's the price you pay for the beauty of the scenery and what you're seeing, right? Because you're seeing a little bit 
of everything, kind of like all the best parts of Canada all in one, right? With the mountains and the water and that, yeah. Wow. It's, it's beautiful. It's serene. And, and honestly, I never thought I'd be living up here. I, I moved from big city, Sydney, Australia to mm -hmm. here and thought oh, I'll only stay here for a little while. But honestly, the people that are attracted here are the people that really come nice. to love where they are rather than not love where they are. Whereas, you know, a lot of city people, yeah. I don't want to be here. So, yeah, no, no, no. Like you either love that kind of thing or you don't. And that's, I mean, I have, I actually have another client that I've worked with who is originally from the Yukon and she talks about how beautiful that area is. So it always sounds, sounds stunning. Sounds stunning. Yeah. Now, are you a reader? I've got a lot of books and I love to read. Mm -hmm. um, and part of my reading journey is that I have not just one book on the go, but I have multiple books. I don't know if you're like that. I am. Well, my bedside, I should actually take a picture and post it because I've got <laughs> probably four or five um, yeah. on the go. And I just, depending on what I feel like, yeah. but then there's the odd one. I do have to say like I, at nighttime, I kind of have starting to do some fiction just to, just to shut my brain down because it's a scary, busy brain right here. Yeah. So I need that kind of like, not a personal growth book, but something like that. But I, the side of my books, uh, I have a stack at the side. I certainly do do a few. Yeah. And that's much like me. I carry them with me from home to cabin in my bag. I'll yeah. read a bit here, read a bit there. So I, I do have some really good books that I go to as reference material as well. But yeah, I, I love reading. There's so much power. And of course, with everything online nowadays, we get to read and listen to podcasts, which is just a lazy reader, right? <laughs> it is a lazy reader. I mean, I love the podcast. I mean, sometimes I'll just keep it going while I'm cooking the kitchen. I'm doing yeah. things. And all of a sudden, it's like I've taken in three different ones today and all different. Like you want to learn something. This is the thing in this day and age now, there's just really no... I hate to say it, no excuse for not learning. The information's available. It's like, it's available everywhere. But podcast-wise, I've learned a ton of stuff about business and that from yeah. different podcasts. So, you know, personal growth and development and happiness. But I mean, you can, there's just all kinds of things available. Yeah. Yeah, so, so what true. is your favorite book or one that has impacted you? Well, when I was young and after, you know, living in, in Australia, a lot of us after school go traveling. So I went traveling for six or seven months through, mm -hmm. you know, Asia and Europe. And that's when, you know, there was no access to information. There was no internet or phones. So mm -hmm. we had a book and I can remember reading my favorite book called The Jitterbug Perfume by Tom Robbins. And I would rip out a page every time I'd done it just to lighten my load. Um, and I loved it. And it stuck with me for a long, long time. And this is going back, you know, 28 years ago. So I don't remember all of the context in the book. But I do remember that I was just stuck to it. And I loved it. It was a story um, about spirituality. Nice. And, and it was just beautiful. And I've kept some of the things that I've learned from that book with me, like right to this, this day. Jitterbug perfume, is that what you said? Never yeah. heard of that. That sounds well. I'll have to look at that. Never heard of that. And what a great name, eh? <laughs> I know. It's a, well, it's a great catchy name, right? It's yeah. a great, it's a great catchy name. That's yeah. awesome. Um, what about a favorite quote? And I know you looked this up, so I know you know exactly <laughs> what it is. Well, it's from that very book. Um, and it's it's a quote that I hump I uh, stumble upon regularly. i I read it to myself, I read it to my children, I read it at a wedding for dear friend mm -hmm. and it goes like this our individuality is all all that we have there are those who barter it for security 
those who repress it for what they believe is the betterment of the whole society. But blessed in the twinkle of the morning star is the one who nurtures it and rides it in grace and love and wit from peculiar station to peculiar station along life's bittersweet route. Oh, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. So really embracing our individuality instead of trying to hide or pretend we are something that we are not, right? Embrace who we are. Yes. And so that's that, my takeaway from that. That's, yeah. that's a beautiful quote. It's our uniqueness, our individuality, our authenticity, our vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, and this quote that has sort of been in my side pocket for years and years, I haven't really uncovered it in terms of my own uncovering until, you know, the last few years. So I find it a little ironic that I've kept it with me, but I haven't unleashed it until recently. It's, you know what, because the growth journey to unleash that, those parts of ourselves um, is more complex than what we think. It is Ooh. definitely right. It's not as it's not a case of yes, we make decisions and yes, we decide to make change in our life. But the process of like really being able to trust your voice, hear your voice, stand in that space, do those things, it takes work and repetition, like so much repetition. So yeah, it can take a long time to come to this space of being comfortable with that individuality. But I also find that once we come to that space, it's like, oh my gosh, this is so much easier. Why did we not do this sooner? Like, why did we not stand in VR sooner? But it just takes time to build that up and trust that. So yeah, Yeah, it takes time, it takes strength, and it takes consistency. And once you get there, there's so no going back. There's no going back. No, no, no. That's I, I could not agree more. There's no going back. It takes, I couldn't imagine another way to do things now. I honestly couldn't. And I look back sometimes and think, oh my gosh, it took me forever to be at this space. But it's okay. It's all part of the journey, right? It's all part of the journey. Yeah. Lessons learned are all good. No, they're all good. They're all good. So do you have a mentor then? A mentor, it can be in person or it can be somebody you've never met who has impacted you and how you learn and what, you know, maybe, maybe how you show up in the world or just maybe somebody who changed the trajectory of your life. You know, that's a, Good question. And it's, it's one that I looked at you know, last year sometime when I was doing what I call soul excavation, doing the digging that matters. Um, and I thought, okay, who was my mentor as I grew up? And you know, I, I didn't come up with anybody, which wasn't a complete surprise no. because I didn't have the role models in my life that um, I would have liked. So I've been searching and I've been doing that digging. And to be honest, um, one, of, one of my biggest mentors to date is Marlo Ellis because she helped me unleash a lot of what I had built up so many masks around through some of the work I've done with her in the uncommon woman world and and unleashing some of my fears and you know learning to ride on the shoulders of my stories yeah I adore Marlo and we, her and I have run circles. We were just talking about that before. And Mm -hmm. I spoke at Marlo's event in Toronto last year and loved it. Learned a lot from her. She is, she's another example. And this is where I say it. Women will say it to me all the time. Women don't do that. I'm like, yes, they do. You have to find the right women. 
She's very much about collaboration support and encouraging and lifting up other women. And there are many women who do do that. And if you don't feel you're surrounded by that, then you need to find new people because they are there. They are there. Yeah. Yeah. So she supported me in helping me find my own tribe and, and connecting. And that's really yes. what I'm about. That's what you're about. That's what so many of us are yeah. about in this exactly. circle is reaching out, connecting, inspiring, empowering, and, and coming together to, to show that we aren't alone with whatever yeah. traumas we've had in our lives. Right? No, our traumas make us who we are and our experiences like they are, I believe, they make us who we are. They show us who we are. And I always like to say that our gifts, our unique individual gifts that we all have, tend to be wrapped up in all the traumas that we've lived. And that's because we have to learn them. You can't just read about it. You have to actually learn and live and learn in those things in order to um, be able to utilize them. And so it's, they're all wrapped up. It's all connected. All of it's connected. All wrapped up. I love that. It's all wrapped up. It's all wrapped up, right? It's all tied together. Um, you're, so what, what lights you up then? Like, I mean, I think I can probably guess, but what lights you up? What drives you? What motivates you to keep going, to keep growing, to show up and make a difference? Okay. Um, what lights me up is um, Right now, and I mean, I've had different things light me up through my life, you know, partying used to light me up when I was a young kid yeah. thinking, yeah, this is great. And, and I've moved on and forward. I've got two young kids now. So what really lights me up is being able to be with my family and my husband mm -hmm. and be in a place where we're all just relaxed and comfortable and happy and joking. And it can be out on a boat. It can be out on the, on the water. It can be out on a kayak nice. needs to have water and trees and nature and, and love. And that's something mm -hmm. that I've really had to work at because I've come from this anxious background where everything just had to be a certain way and there was control involved and, and this whole business of trying to make everyone else happy. Mm -hmm. So releasing that from my perspective and then just enjoying the moment being right here is such a treasure. It's such a, a it's such a underrated treasure in this world is to mm -hmm. live in the moment. It really is. It really, really is. That's a tough, that's a tough lesson to learn. Like it's a hard thing to learn how to live in the moment, but I find that sometimes it's our challenges again, that force us to like plant ourselves and learn to be present. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that lights me up, I'd say. I love that. So tell us a little bit, we've hinted a little bit to it, but tell us a little bit about what you do now like what is it that you do in your building because you have the founder of soul sister lounge so what is that space like okay so i a couple of years ago i decided that you know life has got to change i'm i'm sick and tired of working for a government and i've been there for way way too long in what i call a corporate cage of complacency all cooped up in this cage mm -hmm. and so i started to take some training on nutrition and health coaching and whilst i was doing that I realized that I had a whole bunch of stuff inside of me that I needed to work on, which I didn't really, I didn't really get it until then, until I started being coaching through learning how to coach. So I came out of that um, as a well-being and an empowerment coach, because that's where I'm focusing my energy on right now. And I started up with, you know, trying to connect with people because up in the White Horse, there's up in the Yukon, sorry, there's, there's... 30,000 people, not a lot of people. And I grew up here for the last 28 years. So the circle, the people that you know or the know, and I wanted to 
get out and I wanted to reach out to other people. So I, I created this Soul Sister Lounge, which is the, nice. an online Facebook closed group for women. Mm-hmm. And what we do there is, is, you know, what you do as well is inspire, empower, connect with each other and share stories to help each other heal. Because when we release those stories of ourselves healing and how we've done it, other people can jump on the bandwagon and learn to be healed as well. So I love the quote that's uh, hurt people, hurt people and healed people, heal people. And yeah, I can see that space as being a place for people to come and just share and, and be together and know that um, there's a place where they can, you know, let it out or bring it back in. Mm-hmm. that's beautiful that's beautiful so we, or you are doing some coaching i know you have some speaking coming up in this this year yeah. right i guess that's yes year, isn't it it's uh, in october yeah it's in october and where are you speaking well again back to marlo i i worked with marlo and started to release my voice as, as well as releasing my fears i released yes. my voice so i'm going to be speaking in calgary on october the 19th at the uncommon woman cross-country tour and I'm going to be telling my story and it's a beautiful a beautiful um, place where women can share stories women can can see what other people are saying and feel aligned with what they're saying and then have the opportunity which is what I love about it so much is to interact with the speaker at the end and you were in Toronto so you you know I'd Tell me about that experience. It was such a great, um, I've spoken at a number of events. Marlo's was very different. Um, now you have to have Marlo on this podcast because I feel like I'm talking all about it. <laughs> but Marlo's was very different. And what I really liked about it, instead of just like being on the stage, sharing your story and walking off, there was this interaction. And what I remember with mine, um, and I remember her event very distinctly because we were going through a really difficult time at that point. And I almost to the point where two days before I'm like, I don't think I can do this. Like, I just don't know if I, I never felt that way before. And, um, she was like, you weren't going to stand me up. I'm like, no, I was not going to stand her up, but I just <laughs> didn't know how I could do it. And all I could keep hearing was this message to just lean in, like lean in, lean in, tell them, tell them that it's been a tough few weeks. And I did, I, I leaned right in and shared that. And so I allowed me to connect on a different level than I had before. And I will say in my own, this is just not, I just feel like that was one of the better talks I've even given because I was very transparent, um, and from a place of serving. So when it came to the Q and a, um, there, I just remember there was a lot of questions. I had a lot of questions at that point. So I like how she does that with the Q and a, because you interact more with the speakers and it's just very different, right? It's different than I've done like Mo Mondays, which is a totally different environment where it's 10 minutes. You're up on the stage, you're on, you're off, done. You've got 10 minutes to put it all together. Um, in some ways they're even harder than doing a half an hour talk because you have that, you've got to have some order and clarity in a quick 10 minutes to give them that and go, but it's just very different. So they're all different from each other, but it's, it's a great environment. And again, we're back in the stage where you've got women supporting women, right? Women really reaching out, supporting women. Yeah. So you'll, you'll definitely, you'll love that. Um, your message, your voice, um, you've been working on gaining that voice, gaining that clarity, gaining that trust of your voice, of your story. Um, can you share a little bit with us about your story? And if you want to start with the, um, poem that we talked about, you can absolutely do that. 
Sure. Um, and just to finish off, so I, 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 the speaking oh. is the, the lounge yes. and the well-being coaching, and I do events at local events, and I have got some incredible ideas coming up that I'm going to awesome. be doing in the community in terms of retreats as well. So that's oh, what I'm that. doing now. Yeah, I know. It's so exciting. Love it really that. is. Um, and so I started writing. I love writing. Who doesn't? Well, lots of people probably lots don't. Lots of people don't. Yeah. I love it, love it, love it. So what I did was I just wrote a little bit about where I was and this came out, this came out like, um, it just flowed out. There was no editing done to it. So here we go. Okay. I think, I think I'm all right, but I used to think that I was really wrong. And I know sometimes I'm weak, but I also know that I'm strong. It's this crazy that we call life that we all get to bear. And what makes it so special is our desire and our willingness to share. So we can stuff down life's bad bits and we can pull up our masks and we can cover it all up with those people-pleasing tasks. But I've learned to stand up and walk through my pain and those incredible lessons are now my sweet game. And I've learned to break free and not to hide from my past, but to hold it up with grace and a mighty firm grasp. Mm -hmm. And I've learned to speak my truth and I have found treasures galore just like standing with my head up and not looking down at the floor. And I've learned to trust my intuition and through my own journey of healing, I've discovered my passion for connection, awareness, and feelings. We've all got one life and it's this one right here. So let's cherish it always and not live in fear. Let's welcome our thoughts, our feelings, emotions, and moods. It's never too late to change. It's your life you choose. Oh my gosh. I have goosebumps. That was beautiful. Like that is beautiful. You could write a little poetry book if you haven't thought of that. I thought of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because that's very, like, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Thank you. So that the, says a lot about where I've come from. Oh yeah. Can you share a little bit with us about your pains? your part of your story or pains that have driven you to this point where you are today? Okay, well, I am an adult child. And for those of you who don't know what an adult child is, an adult child is a child who grew up in a dysfunctional family. Mm -hmm. And that dysfunction could be addiction, it could be alcohol or drug addiction, it could be any kind of obsessive compulsive behavior where you are taught at a young age basically how you're going to live the rest of your life. And it may not be, you know, quote, unquote, normal. Mm -hmm. So as an adult child, um, this is something I realized only about a month ago that there was uh, a list of traits that we have in common. And I'll say we because I'm, I'm an adult child and I'm always going to be an adult child. Um, and there are so many adult children that I've spoken to, and especially adult children that are daughters and mothers. So there's a list of things. Um, that have come up and I'm not going to get into the full laundry list, but it is called the laundry list. And it's got all of these different um, characteristics in there, like uh, that we live in isolation, that we live in denial, that we've got a fear of abandonment. We've got low self-esteem. We have a hard time trusting. We've got this overwhelming sense of uh, responsibility. Uh, we feel guilty if we speak our mind, people pleasing and trying to, you know, please others all the time. Um, we're frightened by angry people and, you know, a whole bunch of shame that's around it. 
those are, those are just like the highlights of it. And when I read that list, I went, oh my God, I'm so scared because that's me, but I'm so happy because I now know that I'm not a bad person because I grew up in, we're talking about pain. I grew up in an alcoholic family mm -hmm. and became the parent to my mother and to my sisters and sort of lost my own childhood. Mm -hmm. And through that, through, you know, through drinking and partying and pulling up all those masks that I referred to, that's how I survived. That's how I coped with it. And I think the big bomb hit me when I was just feeling probably the best I've ever felt in my life and traveling around the world after school and, you know, reading books like The Jitterbug Perfume. When I came to visit my father up in the Yukon, who was alone, he was a forester and he chose to be alone and he drank a lot every day. Mm -hmm. And the day before I was going to leave, I went in to see him and I found him dead on his bed. And, and that's where my world kind of took a bit of a spin. Um, and all these plans that I had had gone out the window. All these fears that I had thought I had overcome came flooding back in. And I just ran out there outside the house and I just started screaming because I didn't know what to do. That was almost 28 years ago. I was going to ask you how old you were at that time. Yeah, so I was 24. Yeah. And I, I just, I was lost. And so I went into this sort of black, black days and black nights. And living up in the Yukon doesn't help because it gets really cold and it's really dark. Right. So I suffocated myself in a lot of, um, a lot of pain covers. And I've, it's taken me a long time. I'm a late bloomer, but it's taken me a long time to get out of that. That's okay. First off, thank you for sharing that because I, I, I can't, I mean, I look at 24 and I mean, yes, by standard, that's an adult, but it's not like you're still young to be in that situation to find your dad. I can't imagine. And I mean, the day before you're ready to go back to Sydney, Australia, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like the other end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> like the day before you're ready to go back and your life changes in an instant. It completely yeah. changes. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to ride the victimhood train. Absolutely. I was, <laughs> angry. I was that was my next question is were you, oh. were you angry about that resentful? Um, what kind of emotions did you feel at that time? What kind of emotions were anger, frustration, um, self-sabotage, uh, denial, um, you know, all of those guilty, shame, blame, you, you pile them all on top of me. And I wrote them down once and I thought, oh my God, this is just a bad dictionary. But it, I had worn them all and yeah. carried them. Yep. And so it's when you do that, right? Like you, like what I, I commend you for doing that. Cause when you said when you wrote them down, what I tell a lot of people to do is take the time to write down the thoughts that are in your head because they're your thoughts, right? Nobody's saying them to you. You might've heard things like that growing up, but you're saying them to yourself perpetually. And when you write them down, you come to this awareness of like, oh my gosh, like I can't even believe I'm talking to myself this way or yeah. thinking this way. So you need that awareness of how long did you ride that train? That Oh, the, vic the train of victimhood. I rode that train for a long time. Yeah. Uh, um, and then I had children and I realized that, wow, this is coming back at me in some ways that I, I'm not really happy about because I started to see me act as my parent. And that's part of the adult child is when, yeah. um, when we start to do what we've learned and realize, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that I realized that 
that this kind of behavior is, is not normal, is not acceptable, which is when I started to really look at what anxiety meant in the first place and how I could, you know, bust free from it, which is where I started, you know, into some of the self-development work. But, but it's, it's breaking that cycle, breaking the cycle of dysfunction, which to me is now my mission is not just break my own cycle but to help other people break their cycles because they are cycles and we've got our blinders on and we don't see what's going on unless we step outside and like you said the awareness piece and start to take note of what we're thinking what we're feeling what we're doing and how does it serve us and what can we do to try to break it so yeah tons of different emotions and I rode that train for you know well over 20 years in fact my whole life up till then even in my teens I just think back and I'm going wow, you really had some issues back there. That's because I didn't have a father. Like he moved to the Yukon. We didn't connect. Yeah. And my mother wasn't really there too. So I'm like, poor me, poor me. But, but you know, we've spoken about it briefly, the lessons that have come from it now. And it doesn't matter what age I am. I'm just grateful right now that I've learned that to forgive yeah. my mother and my father. And most importantly, I've learned to forgive myself for not realizing earlier that I could have done something to make a change. It's all part of it. It's all part of it, right? So beating yourself up that why did this take so long? Why did this happen? Like it's, I mean, it doesn't serve anything, but was there, what was, I mean, and there might not be just one, but what was a turning point where you just went, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Or did something happen where you decided that like, I am seriously getting off this train? Well, there was lots of little pieces. I hear people say that, that one thing happened to them and then boom, their life had changed. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But I had lots of little messages that would come to me. And one of the ones that I remember most was um, just always being tired, right? Always being tired and exhausted and always waking up. And, you know, my husband saying, you know, how are you? I'm going, I'm busy or I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And I was so sick of that story. And I remember walking through the forest one day saying, there's got to be something else. And I wasn't into self-help anything at that stage. Mm -hmm. And so I walked through the forest and I said, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it anymore. I'm not going to say that I'm tired anymore. In fact, I don't want to be tired anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to change my story. And I remember, you know, in that 15 minute coffee break in the bush that I had from my government job, I came back into the office and I was a different person because I knew that I was going to change my story. Of course, it took a little while to change your story. Yep. But that was really key for me is just the awareness piece. And, and now I see all of this information that we can get to help us to get to that place in a much quicker time. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. I kind of chose to ride my train. Slowly. And it's all good, right? Like it is all good. It takes, it takes time and awareness. But when you get to that space of deciding that, no, this is not, um, this is not how I want to live, but you've taken it one step further. And I think this is what I think is important. And this is, these are the, I love this. Some of the speakers that I get to connect with on here. You've taken one step further is the fact that it's not about you just getting off the train. It's about you doing something with your life that can make an impact with everything you've learned up until then, right? Like it's one thing you to just get off the train and say, I'm not going to live this way anymore. You've taken a little bit of a higher purpose to it and taken some purpose to your pain and now using that to pay it forward. And I mean, I'm like, for me personally, like women who, I just wrote about it this morning, people who pay it forward, they're like, I'm my people. I love love that people do that because you get to a space where your lessons are not for you anymore they're like who can you make a difference with to do this because we probably as we spoke about earlier we grew up in a lot of the same 
um, same times, right? And you just didn't talk about things that were difficult then. In fact, you never let anybody know that there was a problem. Like it was just not normal. And so to be in a space of now saying, no, I'm actually going to do something with these lessons. That's like next level. So how did you get to there? I, I realized that um, I had so much inside of me. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw transitions. I saw lots of different little transitions. And then I started speaking to people that were really interested in what I had to say. And so when I, I took the coaching and really learned how to hone in on listening skills, yeah. I realized that, wow, it's not just about talking. It's about listening and talking. So that's what I absolutely love about coaching. And and some of my clients, you know, who are I've seen them transition. I've seen them break down and, and break through and cry and hold my hand and thank me. And, and that is the beauty of servicing other people. And, and that all comes from the pain that, that I've grown up with and released mm-hmm. because I can see the pain in them when they can't even see it in themselves. And I can share my experiences to make them feel that they're not alone on this journey, which is so important. And knowing that we've got a hand to hold on to and that support. Well, you're giving them hope, right? And they might not even see that there is another way to live. I know I didn't. I, di- I, I know I didn't until other people start to say, or they start to share their stories and realize that, oh, you mean it doesn't actually have to be this way. Like you just don't realize. And it gets very easy to play the victimhood, to play the victim. I've done it. I know I've, I've totally done it. And I mean, it's not productive and we can't create any change from that space, but playing the victim is easy because we believe that we are a product of our circumstances. Like I think at the core, some people are born into better families. Some people are born into better luck. Some people have like this, they have that. We don't, this is not how I was raised. Like this is the narrative that we go through in our head thinking that, you know, it, that's just meant for other people. Like some people is meant for them. So it's becoming in that space, right? Where you can just say, no, this is, um, it doesn't have to be that way. So I think that by sharing that story, like you're giving other women hope and, and it's, it's different, right? With victimhood, it's not like, let's all get together and bitch about being in this like crappy space and like how our life sucks. Like, oh my gosh, I've been there, done that. I will own it completely. But it's like that there's no change from there, right? So you are really trying to be proactive and create a space where they can like learn, grow, collaborate, encourage each other, like expand all of these things. And have the real honest conversations that matter. Right. And that's one of the things I didn't mention earlier is, is in what I do. I host a Facebook Live weekly or thereabouts, uh, having conversations about the stuff that matters because people need to hear that. And the number of yeah. comments I've got back from people I don't even know that have just said, thank you for sharing your story. It's helping me. It's helping other people. I'm like, really? So it's, it's an awakening in a sense. And it's so gratifying yeah. to know that, that some of your you know shit yeah, is going to help somebody else. It, it is. And I think that just by accepting that and realizing it, like in knowing it makes a difference, it gives a purpose to the pain that we've gone through. And I often think back to, I mean, as we talked about, like back years ago, nobody was talking about the things that no one wants to talk about. They just didn't. And I think one of the biggest things is because people are so afraid of the judgment of others. Do you have any advice or thoughts on the judgment piece and how you, how it's played a role in your life and how you've moved through it that you could share with anyone? 
Yeah, fear of being judged comes um, a lot. It, it comes to me really deeply as as an adult child and growing up how I grew up. Mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted people to accept me. Mm-hmm. I didn't want people to look at me. I didn't want them to think poorly of me. In fact, when I used to smile, I used to ha- hold my hand above my mouth because people had said that I had a gummy smile. So I couldn't even... A gummy smile. Just like with your gums showing so much, right? I know, but that's what I, that's what I got when I was at school. So I'm laughing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't show my gums because I didn't think people... I thought people would judge me. Um, so when I look at, at the fear wow. of judgment, I go to the next fear because there's so many different layers of fear. And, and why am I afraid of being judged is because I'm being afraid... Uh, I am afraid of being rejected. Mm-hmm. And why are you afraid of being rejected? Uh, maybe because I'm afraid of being alone and being abandoned. So when I looked at all of those fears, including judgment, the overarching umbrella fear for me was the fear of abandonment. And so a lot of things that I do, a lot of triggers that had set me off and sometimes still do come knocking on my door. I have to have a, look, a really quick look at that and go, is that true or is it not true? Right. You know, that whole illusionary thing. So yeah, it's the judgment piece. Like you just said earlier, this is me. This is who I am. This is what I do. And, you know, I do care to a certain degree. I always will care what other people think, but that's not going to stop me now from moving ahead and doing what I want to do because I am stepping out. I am stepping on the edge. I'm finding my edge. And when I first hit that post about coming out into the world of being me and being authentic and vulnerable I thought oh I'm gonna lose all these friends you know they really think that I'm okay and now I'm just gonna suck and and I just hit it and then this whole gush of of tears came out and said that's that means something to me this is way more important than having those friends mm-hmm. you know sitting on the sideline having cocktails with them uh-uh, I'm moving away and I'm stepping yeah. and growing well, and I, th- I mean, I thank you for sharing that because I know when I work with clients as well, and I'm like, you're going to have those messages where you get ready to post and you literally want to vomit. You're like, oh, should I, I don't even know. And I'm telling you, when you can connect with people in that manner, it's amazing because you start to find your voice, but then you're getting, when you start getting messages from total strangers saying, thank you for this, thank you for that, that helped me to realize I wasn't alone. You know what? It just means it's just, it's just so much more powerful. And I always, every time I feel that feeling, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. This just, it's just going to, like, it stings. It's hard to do. And I mean, I have this little mantra. I'm like, it's not about you. This is not about you anymore. It stopped being about you a long time ago. And, and it's just that reminder, right? That there are people out there that are waiting for someone to go first, right? And we just, we prefer someone else to go first, but then there comes a point in time where we have to step up and we have to step up in our own lives and that difference. So how is your life different now? You talk about your kids and your spouse, like how is life different and how do you view it differently now that you've kind of gone through this path and you're paying this forward? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I've, I, I listen, I listen to myself a lot more thoroughly now. Um, you know, some call it intuition. Uh, I like to refer to it as the voice of the soul and those little nudges that we get. I used to, I used to like push them down and hide them. And I, I really don't do that anymore. I'm picking them up and I'm looking at it and listening. So that's a big shift for me, um, to, to respect myself and to, to, you know, the self, self-respect really is something that I didn't have growing up because I was so used to give, give, giving and please, please, pleasing other people. So 
that's, that's really shifted for me. And I'm, I believe in myself. I believe that I'm strong. I believe that I've got a voice. I believe I have messages. And sure, sometimes I'm scared. I'm scared crapless thinking I'm not good enough. But I, I hear that message and then go, why? <laughs> why do you believe this? And then, of course, I go, oh, it's not true. And then I carry on. So it's really, really about being aware and building those boundaries and being consistent with them. I love, oh, there's like so many nuggets there. There's so <laughs> many nuggets there. I'm like writing them down like crazy. But I love what you, I think I'm going to summarize a little bit is that you ask better questions. Like you questioned yourself of like, no, why does it have to be this way? It doesn't have to be this way. I can do it differently. I can this, like it's just changing your thinking in the moment in that perspective, right? Yeah. Changing the thought patterns, yeah. recognizing the patterns mm -hmm. and then starting to break them if they don't serve you. Right. Which um, are old patterns, just for everybody who's listening, your old patterns will bring you to where you are today. If you choose something different, if you really feel yourself longing um, for something different, then it requires new patterns, right? Yeah. It requires new patterns. And it's not as easy as just like, oh, I'm going to have a new pattern today. It's a pattern is something that we learn over time, but choosing that, like if you want something more than what you have today, it's going to require something different than what yeah. brought you to today. I think that's the perfect. It takes action to make a change. Oh, it does. It does. It does. Where can people connect with you? Um, where can they find you? Where can they reach out and learn more about what you offer? Well, I'm mostly on Facebook right now, but I'm growing into all of those other crazy Instagrams oh, so and so whatnot. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I will share the links with you, but um, right now for women is the Soul Sister Lounge, and that's my Facebook group. Janine nice. Janet is my Facebook page. And I'm right now getting, finally, getting a website built and doing you. a lot of things. So that's, that's where you'll find me. And that's where I love to be. I love to connect with new women and, and, and see, like, I've got not a lot of people in my group. There's like 340 or something. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. I that's know. like, why did you leave with that? Like, <laughs> I know. That's, that's terrible. Like, why did I say that? Flip it. There's 340 women in my group who that's are amazing. All, right? <laughs> yeah. You know the difference in the energy? I know. Right? There God. was my little but, bit of coaching one-on-one that just came because I was just I like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't belittle that. Mm -hmm. I know I belittled myself, slapped me on the head. I know. But I've got these women from all over the world and I'm just awesome. building it and I love it. And I find that that's my passion is to help to guide women to break patterns that they've lived with, um, that they think that they can't stop. It's easy. It's easy to keep uh, bad habits, right? Oh. That's what a lot of people do, but it's also easy to keep good habits. So it's that shifting that goes over. Damn, you caught me. I caught me too. <laughs> You know, it's all one fun. thing you'll know about me, like if I can catch you on it, I will call you on it. But I also, I am open to being called too, because I know I do it. I say things I'm like, oh shoot, I shouldn't have said that. That was just not, that's an old pattern that pops up or it's just a limiting belief, right? Or it's just yeah. like, maybe it's, it's not 340. I guess it's when you really talk about that, that's like huge. Mm -hmm. that's huge. And it's, it's, it's really important what you said too, because 
as, as much work as we do in our lives and on ourselves, we have these patterns that are inherently deep within us. Mm-hmm. And I really, I, I love to catch myself. And as soon as I said only 300, I, know. I, I, said, I was like, Jesus. If Lord. you're listening, you didn't get to see her face. Because as soon as it came out, it was like, crap, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I know. But part of the game, part of the fun, and part of the curiosity is catching yourself. So Absolutely. I'll be driving to, uh, when I used to drive to work in the morning, I would somehow find myself going down this ladder and then I'd go, caught you out loud physically. I caught you. And then I'd look up and I'd see the trees and I'd go get right out of that. So. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that that's a really, sometimes I may, I add a humor to it with myself. And I'm like, wow, here we go again. Here we yeah. go. Marsha, what are we doing? Like, what are you doing? Why did you just jump back into that? It's just recognizing that it's, it's, it's patterns that keep coming up. It just, it's just choosing not to stay in that space, right? That's the difference. You're not staying in that space. Yeah. And that is all the, the, the awareness, right? It's all yeah. just stepping out and watching yourselves and, and being cognizant of, of what oh, you're saying, awesome. what, you're, what yeah. you're doing, what you're feeling. Oh, I know. And it's work, but it is so worth it. It's like, it is how you get off the victimhood train. If you're wondering, it requires a lot of these steps in order to get off of it. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, so I'll make sure in the notes where everybody can reach you and connect with you. I just want to ask you a couple of questions while we wrap up, if that's okay. Your, um, so if you could go back to a time in your life and you could give yourself a younger self, a message, what message would you give yourself? Oh, it would be to not only listen to your intuition, but to trust it. Yeah. Yep. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, You, what lesson in life? My last question, what lesson in life are you the most grateful for? The lesson in life is, you know, I just, I just looked up on my wall here and I saw this and I'm going to read it because this, perfectly describes what my lesson is is the serenity poem god grant me the serenity to accept the things that i cannot change the courage to change the things that i can and the wisdom to know the difference and it's that wisdom that i am most grateful in my life for right now that's beautiful that's beautiful in my darkest time i found the serenity prayer and a wrap bracelet and I wore that on my wrist. And every time I felt myself like waver, I would stop and say, read it, Marsha. And I would turn and I would read it again. And I mean, to say I read it like probably once a minute, I'm not joking. It's just every time, which is why to this day, I still like to be surrounded by words because they're my reminder to just pull yourself back, pull yourself back with those words. So the serenity prayer is a really powerful, powerful Mm -hmm. prayer. And it's a way to ground yourself when you're having a hard time pulling yourself back in. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing everything that you did share. You honestly, um, we've walked very similar paths as I, as I can just feel it. I know it. And, but I love what you're doing and I love how you're creating that space for women to be able to share their stories and be able to learn how to find their voice, trust their voice, overcome, right? Any dysfunction that, I mean, most of us did have some form of dysfunction. That's just normal, but it's like, what does that label mean in your life and how does it stop you from living the life that you're meant to live? So helping people with that is that transition is massive. It's huge. And I thank you for using your lessons from a very difficult time in your life 
to make a difference with others because it makes a huge difference. Oh, thank you, Marcia. You're awesome. You're welcome. I love this chat. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's been an incredible chat. I mean, I'm sure anybody listening that you got tons of takeaways from this call. And I will make sure all of the information is connected in the notes in order to connect with Jane. And I, I just want to thank you again for being here. I really do for bringing such good energy to the show. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. And I look forward to connecting more with you. We will definitely connect more. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Until next time, remember, when you own your choices, you truly own your life.